February 12, 2020. Here's a lot from Pedro show.
Watch for Peter Show. Hey, brother, man. Hey, how's it? Yeah, happy middle of February. Yes, warming up a little bit. Huh? Warming up a little bit. 40, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? 43 days, no liquor. Oh, man, cool. Very cool. Uh, we started to show off with my ideal, John Coltrane. Just talking about John Coltrane. And then our guests drove down from the happy. Yeah, we got some folks in the house. They took the Harbor Freeway <laughs> where it ends. Uh, All roads lead to the Pedro. The brother unit of Jer- uh, <laughs> Graham. Oh, yeah. Where I got to meet in Shadow Hills at uh, Sunspace. Cool. You? Little community pad. and uh, Bitching. I think it was Ev of the Cinema Cinema people made the connect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I really liked the way they played, and asked for some music, and Pitching. then asked for them to be on the show. Cool, welcome and to I Pedro. Think that was way back in November. Yeah, but no wine before it's time. Uh, right? Yeah, so here, yeah, yeah. Welcome aboard. Yeah, yeah very cool. Yeah. yeah, and then the tune is "Sandwich." Two words, people. And then uh, Pedro, yeah. resident Romy here. Yeah, He's and been on Romy the show before with her black know, by black yeah. spiel. But she's got some important news regarding one of our... Uh, our local heroes. Yeah, I guess he's still a resident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't try. Don't try digging around. I visited him not too long ago. Yeah. And, uh, hey, Rome, what, what's the big news? So, uh, we announced last year on uh, August 16th, his 99th birthday, Charles Bukowski's right. 99th birthday. Right, would have been. Would have been, yeah. So, no, um, it always will be. I went to his oh, last yeah. birthday right. party. It always will be. I was at his last birthday party. Yeah. Oh, at, at um, Andrea's story. Yeah, Andrea Kowalski, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, we announced... Went to high school with her. Oh, cool. Yeah, he signed a couple class. books for me. She used to live on six above one of them pads for a while. Yeah, yeah, she had a bookstore. Yeah. Yeah, Vinegar Hill Books. Yeah, on, so um, we announced that we're... Because it's a centennial this year in 2020. And okay. um, we announced an effort to do a statue of him. And so we... We have um, his wife, Linda Bukowski, on board. No, he still lives here. Yeah. And, um, By Enchilada House. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the closest we're going to tell you, people. You don't uh, need any harassment. No. Um, and, and we have Eugene Dobb, who's also oh. living in Pedro. He did right. the Rosa Parks statue mm-hmm. in the um, Capitol. So right now we're raising money for mm-hmm. to do a statue. He's been cho- chosen to be the artist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's our okay. artist. So, you know. And where's he going to go? Downtown. Yeah, but um, where? We want, so we have two locations. Um, I wanted it to go at 6th and Mesa. Yeah. But um, there's... Because he liked Yoshi's. I know, it's Sen right Fuku. next to Senfuku. Uh-huh. Right. Um, ch- which in the old days was a pawn shop on that corner. On that corner, yeah. That, that used to be the You know how pawn shops now are on Pacific around 8th mm. and 9th? They used to be all in 6th Street, mm. right around that area, because that's where me and D. Boone got our first guitars. Oh, like right ten, fifteen dollars. Yeah, you know, Econo stuff. Uh-huh. That was there was four or five pawn shop areas there. That whole yeah changed. Uh-huh. Maybe it's changed. Well, so now that that's like a parking lot right there, but now they're right. Well, kind of because sometimes bands play there too, right? Yeah, uh-huh. so that's where I wanted it to go, but it's um, they're opening that up for development. So there's more condos. <laughs> no, yeah. I think a blo- half a block away. Yeah, by yeah. the courthouse, right? So that's the courthouse property. Um, they're having a plaza in front of what's going there. Yeah. So that's a lo- that's a p- possibility. Okay. Um, but we 
the other place is like right on Sixth Street, like across the street from the Warner Grand. Oh, okay. So that if, when you're looking yeah, at that, the statue, yeah, that's kind of an arcade. It's, I think it's called yeah, an arcade. Yeah, mm -hmm. it'll you'll he'll be right like it'll be in, behind him. Like and, and that's only a few doors down from Williams. Yeah, bookstore. Yeah, yeah. It would be. Yeah, they had a bookstore that lasted a hundred years, over a hundred years, and they finally had to close. It's oh. open again, but don't sell books, right? The guy sells yeah, no, records. It's an art, store. <laughs> art, art. Yeah, yeah, it's an art store. But Williams Bookstore. Yeah, and, that's in a fact, cool spot. one time I rapped with them there. I used right. to do some book reviews for them. Really? Yeah, Sir Seraphimus Club. What uh, his mom was. I used still to always place. buy books for people for Christmas uh, there. Yeah, help them out uh -huh. with the things. You know? Yeah. One of the well, last independent bookstores. About yeah. Ten years ago? And they a book in Strong Beach, yeah. right? Yeah, That was a huge baby. Daz, Either Or. They had some cool bookstores. Yeah, right? Either Or. Uh, Hermosa. What, like Hermosa, yeah. right? Yeah. We've lost a lot of books. I think the only one open is there's a Marina Pacifica Mall one, Barnes & Noble. <laughs> I think that's about <laughs> it. You know? It's like no use there. I mean, the thing about used books, right? They don't go to waste. Yeah. yeah. It's, now it's your turn, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's oh, scary. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that that's good news. Yeah. So what's the plan? So we're just raising money. We have, we're doing some events to celebrate, to like yeah. raise money and, and celebrate his centennial. So um, if you want, the, like we're going to do the 40th anniversary of his last reading. Um, up in Venice, up at um, Beyond Baroque. Beyond Baroque. That'll be in May. Right. Um, and then we're going to like really just celebrate his 100th birthday and hopefully have a the design announce the design on his birthday of what the statue is going to look like. All the news and all the contributions, there's some place on the internet, right? Yeah, so um, we have a GoFundMe. It's um, GoFundMe.com slash Bukowski. So it's super easy to remember. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so you can donate there, and for coming up events, you can visit our website. Where this is Chinaski was his alter ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah Hank. Hank Chinaski. <laughs> um, so this whole effort is put on by my organization, the San Pedro Heritage Museum. Yeah, and you can find out um, information about our upcoming events at sanpedroheritage.org. Cool. And yeah. is that connected anyway with the San Pedro Bay Historical Society? No, we're our own organization. Okay. Uh, yeah. They're I the was, older. Yeah, they're the older one. Yeah. Yeah, but and they've uh, got archives in the city building on six, and then, yeah, that's one I kind of belong to. I did this newer one. Yeah, I just started this in 2018. Okay. Yeah. Wow, last year. To be a um, like an actual place that like the I was a, a board member of the. Historical Society. At Mueller House. Right? Yeah. Um, I just, my thing is just more active. Like, they, they're totally cool just, like, <laughs> taking stuff in and holding on to it, which is great. But I want right. my thing, and, like, that's why the whole statue is, like, part of what we're doing is to go out and, like, tell people and, mm. like, really rep Pedro and, like, share our history. So yeah. right now, like, it's a virtual museum. It's mm. literally me in a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> but, like, I'm just, you know evangelizing for my hometown yeah, you know, and, letting, getting the and you know out there. I know the story he like I was telling you guys uh, he when he was writing post office and having Ryan and stuff he's living up in LA he wanted to stay there hmm. so he's checking out places to live and he thought Pedro had the people that were more uh, he could deal with he thought they were more uh, makes sense le le less front mm -hmm. more up front yeah. Not front. <laughs> Straight up, not so much front, and that's why he liked it. And so he chose so his place and ended up 
He liked Harbor View House next to the post office, too. Yeah. Right, which is the old uh, Elks. YMCA. YMCA, yeah. Oh, why? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Linda, I told Linda, I was at her house the other day, and she, I told her that I was going to come on the show, and mm. she sent a book. By the me. way, Elks has gotten done. Yeah, but yeah. it's not, taken forever to reopen. Yeah. Like I, one of my hobbling paths uh, up there. I, I saw it last week. Uh, it's pretty done. So Linda says, what? She sent this book for you. Oh. She wrote a, I didn't read what she wrote she's in that She's just great. One she time I got you. to uh, interview her for magazine. She totally loves you. She said her dream would be for you to write like a an opera about about Hank. <laughs> wow! Because I know you know you've done your I've done three of them. So I'm working like, on a fourth one that Char, Charlie Plymel wrote the libretto. So just planting the seed if you're interested. <laughs> it's a cool seed to she plant. That, huh? Yeah. Okay, that's something to consider. Nice. Thanks so much, Romy. Thanks for having me, everybody. If you want to help out, have Pedro. Probably a lot of people here don't even know he spent time here and stuff and he, and he picked us over the other parts so uh that's bitch thank you so very much. cool great project yeah. and cool stuff that you do i got a couple tours still we got we i won <laughs> i won in a in uh the lighthouse thing in some baskets so so you'll be oh, hearing sweet. yeah um so we'll be taking one of your tours soon okay. very cool. <laughs> yeah she did a thing where she went block by block of the stamp yeah, that. It goes that back. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me it took a little months. while. And then I had, I had like my first. I decided to like have guest walkers, and Watt was my first one. Yeah, and oh, he just wow. he showed me his. Prac I told him where a prac pad is. I've had the same prac pad for thirty-two years. It's the upper reservation of the old Fort MacArthur. This was the officer's head. I tore out all the shitters, put in a bulkhead and a hatch. And I'll show Romeo around. The, when the one of the things that helped our harbor, you know, the war ended finally in Vietnam, so we didn't need all this military. So they turned it over to artists. Mm. So it's called the Angels Gate Cultural Center. Just they dug the lower way. reservation out, made a marina for boats. The only thing left is the middle one, and that's like bomb builder people in Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Air Force. You know? We strolled Air by Force. and we saw a, yeah. um, a basketball hoop right on the water. Which was oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. it's bitching. It's there were some cool yeah, Kobe it's shots it's at that spot. Right by the Union Belt. Right up the street right here. I saw that. It's beautiful. Yeah, under the temple. I saw that. Mm. So uh, they ring it on New Year's and Ju- uh, July Fourth. Yeah, I can mm. almost see it from right here, just yeah. behind that house. I hobbled around it this morning. What was the main uh, intention behind the the walk? What, what did you find out? Because I'm born and raised, and there were certain streets I had never even been on. Yeah. Mm. And so I I lost my job during the recession, and I needed something. I was like. I need to make, give myself a job, and I did. It's an exploration kind of too. Totally, to it was. Mm. It ended up being like my own little like eat, pray, love in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Your diary. Yeah. I actually found out that uh, Jonathan Gold. Yeah. Online, when he, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. The food guy. He was yeah. a music guy yeah, yeah. first. Yeah. When he a first cancer killed him like three weeks. Yeah. So when down. he first started uh, realizing that he he wanted to write on a bigger scale for food. He said, I'm going to go on every single place on Santa Monica Boulevard from Whoa. front to back. And it's actually a great documentary called City of Gold. That yeah, that's a great, ago. great one, yeah. And he talks about how That's how a buttload of pads, though. Yeah. He said it took, some for a lo- it took him a long time, mm. but he went to eat, or ate, rather, at every single place on Santa Monica yeah, Boulevard. Yeah, that's an awesome story. Downtown of Santa Monica. Mm. Yeah, he was cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Ron Brola, he had some connections. That's with right. Him. That's right. So let's talk about the fucking... The music. Yeah, the jer- jerkogram. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, yeah, we'll... we'll go uh, for it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask 
yeah. and your brothers and shit, but what? Well, you're yeah. first because you're older, baby. Actually, no. I'm a little bit older. I got the well, beard. Well, progenitor ish. You can't do that. She's <laughs> like a okay. Then, then you're fucking earliest <laughs> so musical memory. Well, here, we're so we're for fraternal twins, and um, basically, so one's a few minutes old. Yeah. So he yeah. started drumming and got really good, really quick, and basically you learned like. Well, our dad was. Yeah, because uh, I want to go back. Guitar. Oh yeah. Before you played drums. Yeah. What was your our first dad, musical memory? First your musical pop? memory. Yeah, I'm sure it was with my dad. I mean, he he played uh, guitar and he was really really good. Uh, he was a shredder for a young age. Um, and you know, I so there's instruments in the house. Yeah, yeah. and and he would always you know sit around and. So let me say that my, my father also that. growing up he had. First of all, musical memorabilia, because he's a huge music fan. You know, anything from Jimi Hendrix's strap to a signed picture of uh, the Beatles and the Doors. Um, What about records? um, He was more of a CD guy at that point. He had switched over when I was... Same thing, though. She got a lot of music, so you're hearing your dad. Tons. I would just... He would wake us up playing anything from Mahavishnu to to Sade. Yeah. And... uh, so Sade? Uh, yeah, she didn't see her. But yeah. so I used to pick things off of his his huge uh, catalog that he had uh, this case, and um, yeah, things like Carl uh, uh, Stalling, uh, who made all the music for Looney Tunes, like really out there compositions to to Coltrane and Miles Davis. I remember picking up the double CD of um, Bitches Brew and and that you know when I was younger, and that opened my mind and. Uh, you know, I feel like just growing up in that musical mm-hmm. household, and he also had like 30 different guitars growing up. He, anything from... Yeah, so there's okay. guitars available. You yeah. can get... And he sure, was, sure. He didn't bum on you playing. No, like old <laughs> no. Tellys, Goldtop Gibsons, uh, Parker Flies, which uh, I don't even think they make anymore, yeah. um, which were like super light and for me, super easy to play. Uh, he would. Did he give you lessons? Um, or did he, he go, have you go to a Actually, teacher? okay, this is my earliest musical memory. <laughs> and uh, I actually it. love this little story, which I always get reminded of. When I was, uh, he would show me how to play like little bits of songs. And I remember sitting on uh, his bed in his room and he was teaching me how to play China Groove by, by uh, Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Which yeah. Is a, yeah, really easy. It's a hard song to play. <laughs> it's a really easy. I don't know, you gotta have some rhythm. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, right, yeah, there's not a lot of chords. Those, those guys are right, killer right, right. guitarists, though. It's um, good. Even, even that, listen to the music. Yeah, sure. It's quite only a couple chords, but it's all rhythm. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I like the. Tom Fogarty. I was watching a thing on Creeds. Yeah. The older oh, yeah. brother. They yeah, didn't yeah. give him the credit. Mm. Yeah, he was There's good. something about rhythm guitar. Good rhythm guitar yeah. can make a good band. Yeah, those dudes. Power trios don't yeah. deal with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Troopers, you don't need to deal with that fucking yeah. bass player. Exactly. What about school? Um, Do you any music at school? We took like... Like choir or some no. shit? No. Uh, they band. had us all play violin for a year yeah. but that was it no uh, marching band no, no jazz no band. none of that lessons. i i way back when i actually can't recall what instinctively made me want to play drums but my mom says that ever since i was really young i was like hitting stuff you know uh so you're not attracted to all the guitars in the desk i get well 
I remember beating on them. more so like the ambience of music generally being all around me when I was younger and I took drum lessons when I was like five years old for a couple years. Did you get a kid? Yes. And one of my earliest memories, yes, which (laughs) I'm sure was tough, but I, (laughs) I remember being pretty young and playing a Nirvana song with my dad. I think it was... Him playing guitar and you Come as you are, I think. Yeah. Um, But after lessons uh, for like a year and a half to two years, I didn't love lessons. I just liked hitting stuff on my own. So you cut rope. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) since then, like I've just learned on my own. I think similarly, uh, both of us uh, sort of view music in the way where it's like, you, almost like in philosophy, when you observe experience, you learn, you take that with music. Like, I've essentially studied music. I was telling you, I listen to everything from Carl Stalin to Mahavishnu to Sade and, and everything from death metal to classical. And you pretty much just take your own observations and, and it's, it's school in itself. Yeah. Sure. Well, I ask these things because my mind reading's not so good. I'll get to the point where I won't have to ask you. <laughs> but yeah. what me and Brother Matt found doing the show is everyone on the show has a different kind of music journey. Yeah. Nobody's had the two is. same journeys. Yeah. I want to play some music from you guys.
Watch the Pedro Show. That was Jerk Graham with the Escaping Elk. Oh, yeah. Which is quite, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a that's journey. Quite a journey. <laughs> we'll get to that. And then Bit Tuner, brand new Disbander. Lucy Lee, brand new Gymnastics Club. And finally, Banana Brain. Oh, Jerk yeah. Graham. Not as much invention, but still a yeah. good frolic. A mellow, yeah. mellow <laughs> frolic. Yeah. yeah, mellow adventure. So, now, now where was this? Where'd you guys grow up? Connecticut, New York. Yeah. We were born in Manhattan. Connecticut, then, New York. Yeah. yeah I, well, here's the thing. Both states. We were yeah. born in Manhattan, and we moved to New- Connecticut when we were re- or like really little, six, six. years old. But well, there's some parts of Connecticut are kind of suburbs for... Yeah. We, we lived like, like an hour away, so New York was always like familiar to us. And we were going to shows constantly every weekend, even when we were like 14, 15. Yeah, yeah first told me about that, living yeah. in Danbury. Well, your first show. Yeah. yeah, that's right. What was your first show? The f- So... First gig you This saw. is interesting. So the f- first show that I saw without a parent or guardian, oh, yeah. I was, I think, 15 years old, and I freaking pegged my dad. Uh, and he let me see uh, Pantera, Slayer, and Morbid, Morbid Angel. Angel. Yeah. And I was <laughs> probably the youngest one there. <laughs> and I was like, so, yeah, like... Pantera, I was like really, really, really into Pantera at a younger age, and so I remember that show being like, oh my god, like I'm but here be- on my own, it was like a really heavy show. Before awesome. that, I mean, my mother also plays guitar and sings very nicely mm. too, and yeah. and they would take us to, I, I remember seeing Santana when he was young, when before he, yeah. you know, shit the That was bed. an amazing mm-hmm. show. <laughs> I mean, when he, had like, <laughs> when he had like nine bongo players, actually he's another guy, guy right? he's another guy who made a beautiful record with Alice at Cool Train. Yeah. Yeah, he made one also with uh, John McLaughlin. Yeah. Beautiful record. Um... Mm. Absolutely. Kind of fuse. Billy Cobham on drums. John, John the and them did a lot of stuff. It, I think it's called Love Devotion Surrender. Yes, it is. They had uh, the share the same guru. For yeah, mm-hmm. McLaughlin and um, uh, uh, Cobham were also on Santana's record Welcome, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a beautiful record. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we would go to a lot of shows. But I remember the first show that really blew my Oops. mind. We're at the end of the first hour. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. February twelfth, twenty twenty. Well, Pedro show hold late for hour two. February 12, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watch from Pedro show.
with Sonny once for me memorable uh, September 18 1981 yes at the kitchen when it was on West Broadway mm-hmm one of Mr. Laswell's outfits, a kind of uh, material. I guess this was uh, raw material. Fantastic occasion. Oh, yeah. 
big crowd. Mm. Kind of wealthy looking. Very dirty and holes in the jeans, you know. We play 90 minutes non-stop. Certain amount of bemusements amongst the masses, but great gig. Oh yeah. And later. Yeah, later. Bunch of us standing on the street, as you do. On the corner of West Broadway and Broome, I think. When the percussionist, Charles K. Noyce. Great name for a drummer. Right? I always thought it would be... Nice, beautiful, in fact. If he could have formed a, a duo with Billy Bang. The Noise Bang Duo. Anyway, Charles dropped a $100 bill. $100 bill down the drain a drain in the street it fell through the grating and just lie on top of all the slime and shit and rubbish down there kind of winking at us just lay right on the top and you could see it gleaming in the moonlight okay the lamplight so there were maybe five or six of us and we got like poles and a sort of hook on a wire and we were there for hours I don't know this was anywhere at 2am or something and uh, <laughs> the big sort of crowd developed I mean cars were pulling up and people were leaping out to find out why this bunch of people were all staring down this drain looking for Mr. Pinchot I suppose but uh, It went on a long time. Oh, there were people like offering concessions uh, or trying to buy the concessions. Somebody offered uh, Charles, I think, $20. If, when he got it out, if the guy got it out, he kept the $100. Anyway, Charles left. He got kind of depressed about it. And then we all... We all left. Strangely, I can't remember how it finished up. I just I think the police turned up and moved everybody on and and then got it out themselves, I suppose. Maybe it's still there.
That's one of Sonny's. Of course, it would be better if he were playing it. It is truly amazing how very little regard large pharmaceutical companies have for their very own paying customers. I know it is the insurance. Don't start me on that. I pay end of the racket. I need what I take to stay in remission. I really have no choice, but 30 little pills cost $800 a month. This weighs heavily on my mind. Surely I have only a copay, but I have a conscience, too. The cost is staggering. Someone has to pay. Someone else makes a big profit to do what? Advertise? If they are so eager to help, they can really make it available to some, so many who need it to erase so much anger, but profit is more important than helping human beings. The stuff is there already, but it, it could do a lot of good, but they won't let it go generic. Not for the lives of us. I guess I am privileged, one of the few with health insurance. I would like to be free, but I'm beholden to the company that makes those little pills. What a master trope to get so much out of so little and price it far out of range for an ordinary person. This drives cost upward, limiting the availability of help. I wish I could do something besides just take my pills.
Watch for Pedro Show. Started the second hour off with Cheat Day, Jerky Graham. Then Henry Kaiser, guitar man. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, his other job, he skin dives at the South Pole. Roberta Herzog. In, oh, that's uh, right. He helped him. He made the music the, for that fucking right. thing. Yeah, the world, which is uh, And I just, in fact, did um, he has to be part of some electric trip doing Love Supreme and Meditations, the two suites. Mm. Oh, wow. And uh, it's the first version of Meditation with the, the bigger band. Wow. And uh, it's probably my favorite record of his. Wow. It's yeah. got two more movements that the other one doesn't. Yeah, it's mm. incredible. Uh, yeah, Wayne Pete, Vinnie Golia, oh, and wow. uh, John Hanron mm. did it, and that's going to be coming out soon. But more echoes with Sonny. Uh, Joe Brewer, 30 Little Pills, Jack Brewer's cousin, and Jerker Graham with I I mm. and the Sailor thing. So, have you guys always been in bands together? Yeah, it's honestly only been all of our eggs into one basket for a while. Um, it was like a weird improv collective before. What was your first gig? We younger. Was it called Jerk and Graham? It was at Goodbye Blue Monday, wasn't it? Oh, in it was... Brooklyn, it was a pre-show that we drove in for. Um, Do you remember Goodbye Blue Monday? No. Under the... Uh, under the bridge in Bushwick. Yeah. Uh, off wow. the J train. Man, Brooklyn, you didn't even play. I played there in 82. Mm. Yeah. Then never again until like 2000. <laughs> when well, there you I go. think it's called... Uh, it was called North Six. But now the oh, the, yeah. the, the, the Bowery ba- 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 Bowery people have it. Yeah, it's yeah. They yeah. have the Ritz, too. It's called Webster Hall now. I mm. think the, the Ritz was the biggest place you could play at a point in the '80s for a punk band. Yeah. I think but that thing all po- changed, huh? I think North Six is actually a Polish VFW hall or something now. Last time really? I checked, really? Yeah, mm. something like that. Wow. They still do shows over there. I thought it was called some kind of. I may be mistaken. I know one of the old venues got turned into. This that. one was right by the water, and it was one of the first ones. That one we played in '82. It was called the Brooklyn Zoo at Black Flag Minuteman. Well, These guys put our shit, it was February, they put our shit on the sidewalk. They had baseball bats <laughs> and uh, silk baseball jackets on, big fly go chains. Nice. Get the fuck out. I mean, it was so bad. It, it was 20 years when I played Brooklyn again. That, that wow. Things really changed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Tony Mamoni was the first ones over there with uh, the guy who runs uh, Studio G with Joe Hamilton. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's Williamsburg. Yeah. Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what was that first gig like? Yeah, so that first show, uh, I just remember it actually being a pretty standard DIY show with hardly anybody there, but we hadn't played a show, so it was pretty... We were amped for it. It was all Uh, improv. So, we had a friend, Mark, playing guitar. We had a friend, Pete, playing bass. I think uh, our our friend, Lexi, might have even been singing. We were only oh, so improvisational. Than like Jerker Grand. Yeah, well, so we initially were only improvisational yeah. for years. Uh, and we only really started writing songs and releasing records like six years ago. Um, but we often improvised with friends of ours. And it was kind of like like the two of us as the 
core of the band, and it would have kind of revolving different improvs. Yeah. Um, when did you guys come out here? We September two thousand fourteen. No, that's when we moved here. <laughs> no, here. You oh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah September yeah. two thousand fourteen. So that's six years ago. Yeah. Five, well, you five, say yeah, you've been writing. Yeah. I'd say 2014 is when we... we yeah, well, when, when you we came here is when you started writing songs. Well, our first like, full-length record was the, the beginning of 2014. I would yeah. say 2013 is when we started writing. So yeah. before that, every gig was different. Well, there was a band here in the old days called Paper Bag. Mm-hmm. Richie Hass. There was a couple guys. and Cancer got him. Mm. But like, yeah, these cats... And I know Green on Red, uh, the singer man, always made up new words every time they did That's it. great. But I was also yeah. balls out where you have to invent the whole shit every time yeah. you go to... Well, we loosely improv on all of our shows. Okay. Still, yeah. we keep Even that element in our music. Yeah. Like, we have... Well, the shit I saw... It, yeah. But you were talking like they were songs, because you were saying you, you were giving us some... Uh, yeah, so they're that was all written, out. and we have changes and yeah. live sometimes we just like take apart and we jam on it like a little while and we look at each other Cute. and we go to the next part and then the, uh, the jams so. never really sound the same but there are also still times where we'll play shows as jerkogram and then we'll invite you know, like entirely. two horn yeah. players and a and a, the two well violins. you sent me some music that with you collaborating with other people yeah yeah right I yeah. send you the noise thing with a friend Martin. Two come out. Yeah. yeah. So we we still do like gigs just with you know whoever we find that we like. Yeah, we're trying to kind of keep one foot in each of those worlds, I guess, and structure world. How that goes. Structure world. Yeah. <laughs> keep it fun. Yeah, essentially. I can't remember the philosopher. There's a Greek philosopher. You can't stand. It. Right, both legs in the same. Yeah, room. I know. I think it confuses a lot name? of people, which is why Herodotus. People still. That's right, Herodotus. Herodotus. He said because yeah. the water. It's a, it's a, it's a metaphor for like life. Yeah, you can't you can't yeah. hold it still, even though it's more impermanence. Impermanence, really, right? Yeah, if the water rushes by you. It's never the same again. Yeah, that's what I like. Oh, that's happening. Yeah. That you know that. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. Fuck. That's all I know. My. Uh, <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> well, who's the guy who lived in the barrel? Dorogenes? His name is like that. It means dog, I think. Mm. He lived in a barrel downtown, right? He wow. throw his own shit at people. Yeah, you're Love too it. civilized. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. fucking up life by the civilization shit. Yeah. This guy would, like, throw his shit at people. He lived <laughs> in some fucking barrel, and people put up with him. He, wow. like, harassed people and shit. Dorogenes. Yeah, Sounds like most of LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I think it's time to get some fucking spin cyclists going. Cool. Brother Matt, you got a collaborator, a co-conspirator. Cool. Very cool. Fucking bring his guitar and throw him, okay? Sweet. I am watching a girl dressed in a light green sweater, blue shorts, long black stockings. There's a necklace of some sort but her breasts are small, poor thing. And she watches her nails as her dirty white dog sniffs the grass in erratic circles. A pigeon is there too, circling. 
half dead with a tick of a brain. And I am upstairs in my underwear, three-day beard, pouring a beer and waiting for something literary or symphonic to happen. But they keep circling, circling, and a thin old man in his last winter rolls by, pushed by a girl in a Catholic school dress. Somewhere there are the Alps, and ships are now crossing the sea. There are piles and piles of H&A bombs, enough to blow up 50 worlds and Mars thrown in. But they keep circling, the girl shifts buttocks, and the Hollywood Hills stand there, stand there. Full of drunks and insane people and much kissing in automobiles. But it's no good. Chesara Sara. Her dirty white dog simply will not shit. With a last look at her nail, she, with much whirling of buttocks, walks to her downstairs court. Trailed by her constipated dog, simply not worried. Leaving me looking upon a most unsymphonic pigeon. Well, from the looks of things, relax. The bombs will never go off.
days. Still more men than moms. Due to weekend conditions. And although there's not too much smog, everything's jammed and it's worse than masts down in a storm. And you can't go anywhere. And if you do, they're all staring into glass and waiting for dinner. And no matter how bad it is, not the glass, the dinner, they'll spend more time talking about it than eating it. And that's why my wife got rid of me. I was a boor and didn't know when to smile or fake it, or rather worse, I did but didn't, and one afternoon with people diving into pools and playing cards and watching carefully shaven comedians in starched white shirts and fine neckties trying to be one of them kidding about what the world had left them, I pretended a headache and they gave me the young lady's bedroom, she was about 17, and hell, I crawled beneath her sheets and pretended to sleep, but everybody knew I was a cornered fake. But I tried all sorts of tricks, I tried to think of Wilde behind his bars, but Wilde was dead, I tried to think of him shooting a lion, or walking down Paris streets, medallion with his wild buddies, all the horrors, you know, swooning to their beautiful knees. But all I did was twist within her young sheets, and from the headboard, shaking in my nervous storm, several trinkets fell upon me. Elephants glass dogs with seductive stares, a young boy and girl carrying a pail of water, but nothing by Bach or orchestrated by Ormandy, and I finally gave it up, went into the john and tried to piss, I knew I'd be constipated for a week, and then I walked out. And my wife, a reader of Plato and E.E. E. Cummings, ran up and said, Ooh, you should have seen Boo-Boo at the pool. He turned backflips and sideflips off one foot. It was the funniest thing you've ever seen. I think it was not much later that the man came to our third floor apartment about seven in the morning and handed me a summons for divorce and I went back to bed with her and said don't worry it's all right and she began to cry 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and I said please stop 
remember your heart. But that morning when she left, about eight o'clock, she looked the same as ever, maybe even better. I didn't even bother to shave. I called in sick and went down to the corner bar.
Brother Matt, <laughs> yes. what was it that made you do what you did this this time? We'll blame that one on Hank. Um, yeah, just to, we wanted to get the Bukowski stuff in there. And then um, juice, that's where it started. So no, it didn't make it easy. <laughs> now, I, I like playing as a spoken word. Whenever there's like um, the, the hip-hop beats, which were actually really, were those off the dome? Those are... Um, th- there was some stuff from a hard kiss, um, some stuff from Peter Gabriel, oh. some stuff from, uh, um, opium jukebox, uh, Bongra, bloody Bongra, the, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah. Um, I don't know modes very well. And, um, and beats are always, uh, uh, different for me, but I always love the spoken word stuff. Those, yeah. That so, was nice getting Hank in there for, for Romy's statue. And, and if you're interested in contributing towards that statue, it's, it's a uh, gofundme.com slash Bukowski. B-U-K-O-W-S-K-I. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. We're at the end of the second hour, Brother Matt. February 12, 2020, Dishwap Pedro Show. Special guest, Jerky Graham. Hold tight for hour yeah. three. February 12, 2020, it's the third hour of the Wap for Pedro Show.
is captured Only to seek its release Could I feel
Lafayette Pedro show. Start off the third hour with uh, Jerker Graham doing priggish. And Crane with running out of excuses. Late great Richard Derrick, another umbrella. Even tied first. Brand new Chinese herbal medicine with Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? The Healers out of Illinois with Can't Explain. And Mythomania from Jerkogram. Love that one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the Jerkogram guys. Uh, this record that's coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When does it come? We don't know. We'll, we'll see. Okay, so okay. We just started sending it around. Right. Like We've been playing ago. it on the show here. Yeah. Where did Somebody you do it? help us. Uh, we actually, do you know John McIntyre? Sure, drummer man, yeah. tortoise. Talented motherfucker. So. I think he's living out now to do, also does tattoo. Does he? I think that's, oh. well he's in living in Portland now. Oh no, I'm thinking of John Conyer. Mm. John, John, John McIntyre's a drummer. Yeah, for yeah the, but they both play together in tortoise. Yes. He was living up by Reno and stuff. Oh, now John, John Herndon? John Hurden. That's yeah, yeah that, that's he's here. I think. Johnny Machine, they call him. Yeah, yeah, he's over here. He's in Altadena. Yeah, I did a, a tone scientist project with him here at Casa Hanzo. Nice. He's a great cat. Yeah, with Bucky Pope. Nice. Uh, but his other drummer man, partner in Tortoise, yeah. John was here, and then yes. he went to like Reno, and now he's in Portland. Yeah. He went right. to Grass Valley, which is... Grass Valley. Where yeah. we recorded with him. He was there for a very short period of time. Yeah. And yeah, because he was it. telling me, I remember, when I was still in Chicago, I want to come out to SoCal and get a student, make a student. Yeah. yeah. So he did that and left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he did that. He, I, I guess he wasn't too crazy about Los Angeles, and he went to Grass Valley. And then, uh, for uh, some personal reasons, I suppose, I don't I don't quite know, but he, he uh, went to Portland. Uh, yeah. I do quite like Portland. And uh, but we we got in there while he was there for a couple months in Grass Valley, and uh, which I think Jonathan Richmond lives out there. Hmm. And the Terramelos guys are from out there. Yeah, the Hella guys are out there. Hella, right? It's Uh, near Sackdown, people. Yeah, it's like a. It's like an hour and a half east of the bay. It's between Reno and and uh, and Sacramento near the uh, the mountains and the the river there. Yeah, Honor Pass. Yep. Mm -hmm. So how long did it take you to do? Uh, we we were there for three days, and this days. is the this is the structured version of Jerk Grant. Yeah, yeah. So there was no improvising in the studio. Uh, the escaping out that there, long journey. Yeah, yeah. that there's a, there's was improv in the studio. Okay. but um, yeah, this album is actually was written with a bassist and a violinist, which is a departure from what we usually do. Sure, which is right. Just as a duo, and then we add instruments in the studio to sort of like uh, kind of like underline um, the music. But they're more actually wrote with a bassist yeah, and a violinist, right. so they were in, integral part. Yeah. Definitely. What about uh, you? Know, I want to play this tune here. Uh, it, it's it's one of your uh, collaborations with Mark. Oh, that's oh such yeah. A, <laughs> so it's hard to say this. Nice. this is, is, is that bleeding? Oh, I don't even. I, I, I keep forgetting how to pronounce it. So it means pretty girls in Hungary. Hungary. Hungarian, and actually, Hungarian. or Hungarian rather. Yes. So it's it's actually I think also. They say Magar. Mm. Sorry. You know that? Yeah, they don't say Hungary. Oh, you know, yeah. like Jeremy says Deutschland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They say Magar. Huh. But it's actually a, a movie, a title, 
uh, about the Hungarian uh, beauty queen from, I forget what year it is, and I forget her exact story, but I, I was reading a little bit about it quite a while ago, um, but she wound up passing away, and uh, it's it's a bit of a fascinating story, so if you look up that, that movie... Um, this is her name? Yeah. It's People, you spell it S Z E P L E A N Y O K. I know. I named the song. No, I, Hungarian I is a tricky yeah. language. I can't the remember. closest thing to it is uh, Finnish and yeah. Estonian. Yeah, those are tricky. Yeah, they're and they're called Hungary, not because they're starving. It's the, 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 the land of the Huns. What? So it's not. Because they don't everybody say lives they, they Because I thought Turkey named themselves Turkey out of spite. Yeah, exactly. No, they're from the Turk people. <laughs> Turk people were way out in Asia. Ah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, Japan calls them Shichimencho, uh, means the seven-faced bird. They're, they're from here. Oh, yeah. The ones we char, the ones they brought over to Europe, domesticated. But they're actually from here. Well. Let's listen.
Watch for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Yeah, the title of the song that cannot be named. <laughs> but it's named after a famous beauty queen. Pronounce that. Yeah. It says Blanayak. Yeah, or something. <laughs> well, we have a lot of Balkan it. stuff on, too, and that's pretty tough to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We don't mean any uh, insult or disrespect. We're just too stupid people. <laughs> Uneducated and uh, and Martin uh, Escalante was with you. Oh uh, yeah, Martin. Yeah, we love Martin. Martin. Uh, Sorry, yeah, yeah uh, uh, with the um, with the accent over the eye yeah, to yeah, the right. right. The right. Uh, well, you know, he, he, he in English us. is the only one ice, right? Yeah. yeah. In yeah. Europe, all the I is the E sound. Mm. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. That's okay. why they say Wi-Fi. But Martin. They don't say Wi-Fi. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, but Martin is great. Uh, he's. Um, uh, self-taught saxophone player as well. Uh, Autodidact. From Mexico. Okay. And uh, just a super talented. I saw him play uh, a gig with uh, a trio with Corey Fogel and Patrick Shurishi, also really talented guys from here. Sure. And uh, I was kind of blown away, and I was like, yeah, I got I to gotta make something with you. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, our Elizabeth with Spiritual Symphony. Purple interpolations to the pain mix from AB Normal. That's Brother Phil up there in Mammoth. He's got his old one-man band thing going, yeah. Brother Matt. And finally, something live from Jerkin. A Graham Perception Exception. Yeah. Yeah, that's an oldie. Nice. What? I really like that one too. Yeah, yeah. What's the next plan once you get this guy out? Ooh, this is interesting. <laughs> There's next a lot plan. going on. I mean, we, we want to tour on. more. Uh, the last tour we did was actually in Japan, which was really fun. Um, we really want to go back. We just, we it all it. depends with this record. Uh, we're just trying to get somebody to release it that's, that, you know, we're kind of tired of DIY touring, and uh, it's, it's a lot. You think labels really help nowadays? It's not that they help. I just think there's like... There's a difference well, between DIY was, touring. Hum can. Reputable labels can help for sure. I, I think there's when you when you tour as an unsigned band, you're just piled into another uh, local show, and it's tough to bring people out. But you when don't have any leverage really when you book either. When yeah, when, I mean even when if it's you're only on, you and you don't have draw, you know. So there's still great. I labels. think draw is important, but yeah. I don't know about labels anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there's still labels that. You know that I. No, I, I mean, there's like, beautiful labels. Yeah, uh, yeah. Guys like Thrill Jockey or, or uh, I mean, Sergeant House from here or, or, um, or right. Joyful Cats. Noise. Joyful Noise yeah, is they're, great. They're good labels. Tina Thrill Jockey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're they're good labels that. Uh, What's with the bone, brother man? Huh. Oh, that's uh, a. <laughs> that's some fucking bass. Yeah, yeah, P bone. You play it. No, I honk on it, honk on it once while well I pissed at my neighbor. Tells for marching plastic, right? Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you're on the hunt for a label, and you want yeah. a tour. Yeah. But you don't want to tour till you find a label. Yeah, I mean, kind of. We'll, I mean, we'll probably wind up touring anyway. But the- we've been touring really extensively for years, and you know we like our records, and and we would like a little bit of help. <laughs> sure. So, just tell them. Where can people find you on the internet? Just Google Jerk Graham. It's the only thing you're going to find. Yeah. <laughs> J-E-R-K-A-G-R-A-M, people. If you Google that, you'll find these guys. If you got a label, check out their stuff. You might want to put them up, put it out and help them on tour. Yeah. We're uh, relentless. I really dig what you're doing, you know, and I got Thanks, to share man. the deck with you at the 
Sun Space and Shadow Hills, and uh, hopefully we can play some more. I hope you so. Know, uh, a couple blocks from here is a label, Nomad Eel, hmm. putting out the Emma Golem bust out. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. David Duster. Beautiful guy. Cool. Uh, but I like the attitude that you want to play anyway. You don't of let course. things get in the way. Nothing's going to Well, some matter. people, you know, they'd like throw up their hands. I quit. Yeah. We'll, we'll play in a cabin that there was no internet. I mean, I you have to. Yeah. yeah. I dig on your diverse musical to background to be able to music. pull from anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your pop, does he like what you're doing? He does. does. Yeah. Uh, this new record, the, the study they've been playing, it's, it's the first time he's really, like, you know, kind of raved about what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. But he's into all the weird stuff, man. So he's he's into That's it. That's fucking happening. Yeah. That's beautiful it's to have support like that. It is. Not get it is. Especially by well, somebody that, uh, you know, growing up, I looked sure. up to as a musician, both my, my parents. And sure. To have them like what we do is really nice. Yeah. Right. Like the long journey stuff that we do, my mother will say she'll meditate to it, which is really, mm. which is really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It means yeah, a yeah, likewise. Down the awesome. Pedro. Thanks for having Brother us. Matt, thanks for your always aiding in the bed. Certainly, certainly. Okay. People, it's been the February 12, 2020 edition of Watt Pedro Show. Help out the Jerker Graham guys. Help out us to get a Bukowski statue here in Pedro. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're just grateful for everything. Yeah, right? gofundme.com slash Bukowski. Right. Okay, people, keep your powder dry. Yeah.